0: Hey, this is Chris, hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And now, I don't normally cover news in real time just because it's really difficult, it's a, lot, it's a lot of work to be on top of everything that's happening right as it's happening. But this situation with Silicon Valley Bank was just too big for me not to discuss here on the podcast. And thanks to Michelle, she goes by at Mama3PA on Instagram, for sending me a DM basically wanting to know what's happening, because it was confusing. There's a lot happening. So if you didn't hear, if somehow you've managed to just avoid all the news about this, uh, there's a bank called Silicon Valley Bank. They were shut down by California regulators and the FDSC was put in charge. And now I know all this can be really scary because you know I, I've seen stuff online from, we're in a recession, it's a depression, it's crazy. The whole system's failing. I've seen all kinds of takes. So let's kind of just pull back a little bit and just talk about what's happening in this situation. Now, I had to scale back this episode a lot because there was a, a lot of things I wanted to talk about. I may just make this several different episodes, but for today, I just want to focus on what actually happened and what's going on. So California banking regulators, they stepped in on Friday to close Silicon Valley Bank Financial Group, and the regulators then appointed the FDIC, or the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, as the receiver, the, the organization receiving the assets of the bank. And FDIC is going to be there to make sure everything run smoothly and people get their money as they should. And this is th- their role in action here. Like I'm sure you've all seen those FDIC signs in banks or online, meaning that they'll ensure your deposits up to a certain amount. They also step in in these situations to keep things running so the bank failing doesn't just cause this like large ripple effect out through the rest of the economy by affecting those customers. The FDIC insures deposits up to $250,000 per person. Now, the problem is At Silicon Valley Bank, it's estimated that around 93% of all deposits held at the bank exceeded the FDIC's limit, and this is according to a report from Bloomberg. So that's a big issue when basically almost all of your customers are in a situation where they would end up losing money because they have more money than can be actually insured by the FDIC. And so for obvious reasons, a lot of companies were worried. You know, I've read about companies like Roku, the streaming box and TV maker uh, and Roblox, the company that makes that weird game that kids like to play. They held hundreds of millions of dollars at Silicon Valley Bank, which meant that it was uninsured. But it was announced on Monday that all deposits that were held with both Silicon Valley Bank and also Signature Bank, which is in New York, and this was a bank that was heavily tied into the crypto world. So I guess you can use your imagination and understand why they went out of business. But they announced that they're going to guarantee all of the funds held at both of these banks. And this was in a statement that was released by the Federal Reserve, the Department of the Treasury, and the FDIC. And this was really a move to kind of infuse some confidence Into the banking industry, right? What goes on in our financial system sometimes seems like very mathematical and precise, but there's a lot of emotion in this. Like, don't think that just us as individuals are influenced by human emotions. There's still humans working at all of these companies. And when they are nervous about things, they're going to make actions based off of those feelings the self-preservation basically. And so by all of these government organizations stepping up and saying, look, we're not only gonna cover the $250,000 that was insured, but we're gonna cover all the money that was held at these banks and make sure that these people, these companies get their money back. It was a move to kind of get everyone to calm down because the last thing you want is for everyone to freak out and people start pulling their money from all different banks, completely unrelated banks. You can cause and force similar situations to occur. So this was a move to get everyone to just relax and take a pause. Hope you aren't waiting until the last minute to do your taxes right <laughs> because look you don't have to tell me that you don't like doing your taxes if you listen to me for any amount of time you know i'm right with you and this is why i get help and you should too hr block is bringing you tax help this season with a little side of popcorn with 15 off their diy online tax filing products because for a variety of reasons that you've already heard me talk about, this tax season is probably going to look different from last year, especially if you took on some side work and got a 1099 form, or your family got a little bit bigger. It doesn't matter what your tax situation is, H&R Block is here to help you this tax season. Their do-it-yourself platform is one of the most convenient ways to file online. And one feature that I think might be the best feature of their service is their surprise-free tax preparation experience that immediately starts with upfront transparent pricing. And I love that because I don't want to be surprised with the price tag at the end of doing my taxes. So get started early and get your refund faster by clicking the link in the show notes or just head to popcornfinance.com slash HR Block to receive 15% off DIY online tax filing products with HR Block through April 18th. Again, that's popcornfinance.com slash HR block for 15% off, do-it-yourself online tax filing products with H&R Block. But just to be clear, even though they're trying to get everyone to calm down and act a little more rationally right now, these two banks are gone out of business. Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, they no longer exist. Uh, And the money that was used to fund these deposits for everyone who had their money in this bank, they didn't come from our tax dollars. They came from this fund that all these banks had to pay into. It's this deposit insurance fund. So that's how they're covering those individuals. Uh, any of the lenders or shareholders, they've already said we're not covering them. You know, they took the risk on when they invested in this bank. We're not concerned about them, we're concerned about the people whose money was in this bank and the companies whose money was held in these banks. Uh, and so what you're gonna see is something like we saw with Washington Mutual more than likely where another bank will swoop in and end up purchasing what's left of these companies. So we saw like with Washington Mutual back in the day, they were purchased by Chase. And so essentially those Washington Mutual branches, they just turned into Chase locations. And I am personally very familiar with the situation because I was a teller at Washington Mutual when this happened. It was a very scary time. None of us knew what was going to happen, but eventually we just got new shirts and (laughs) they they redid our locations and look like a Chase branch. And there we go. Now we're Chase. So it seems like that's what they're aiming for, to have these banks purchased by another bank and have them just take over those locations. We can already see this taking place in the UK where HSBC has already agreed to buy Silicon Valley Bank's UK arm for get this one pound, or if you want to convert this into US dollars, $1 <laughs> in order to facilitate that transition and keep everyone whole and secure over there. And so oftentimes we'll see that where another bank will come in, take over operations, and then customers are, are none the wiser. That's kind of best case scenario in these situations where the people who are banking at these places don't have to worry about losing any of their money. So I hope this made things a little bit clearer and helps you understand kind of what's going on with all of this nonsense right now. I'm gonna be coming back later in the week with some more episodes kind of discussing why did this even happen? I just need a little more time to get things prepped and put together for you all. Cause you know, I like to triple, quadruple check as much of this information before I start talking about it here on the podcast. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can head over to popcornfinance.com questions to send in any questions you might have for me or head over to YouTube where I've been putting together more content. I'll have a video version of this whole breakdown uh, going on over there as well. I promised you all I'd be doing more YouTube and I've actually (laughs) stuck to it surprisingly. So head over there, just look for Popcorn Finance or click the link in the show notes to get over to the Popcorn Finance YouTube channel. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.